Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas, everybody. Here on the Sunday card for week 16, Dan Zampano, Matty Ice, Matty C, Matt Silver, our esteemed producer, Lemon Pepper Lou Paracone, fresh from New York. I am fresh from Boca. I feel like garbage coming back to Virginia. It was 20 degrees at 4 a.m. I was sitting in the hot tub for four days and going to Delray Beach and all the rest. And meanwhile, the most wild, wacky, and crazy week that we have had thus far in the NFL happens. We not only survive it, we thrive. Lou hits his narrative banks minus three and a half. Took a little while. I was a little sketchy with them down 17 nothing, but you know. Uh, Matty Ice goes three and two. Winner, winner, chicken dinner, maybe pheasant this week. And I go three, one, and one. Almost went undefeated, uh, if not for the Rams falling on their face on Monday night. But I don't feel very festive, Matthew. After the most ridiculous play to ever happen, the dumbest play to ever happen in the history of football in Vegas. Talk me through it. The lateral herd around the world that the Patriots just, I'm going to steal lose line from head of the show. It's a very Jets-esque kind of a oh. loss. I mean, it was very, very un-Belichickian, very undisciplined, very, what the hell is going on? We're, in a tie game, lateraling this ball like we're 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 down by down by two, three, four points. I I don't know, Dan. I don't know. Did you come? He fessed up to it afterwards in the press conference. But uh, where's the blame for Andre Stevenson for starting a starting the lateral play? Where's you know nobody's blaming him if, if he doesn't lateral the first one. That that doesn't even happen. Once somebody laterals, everybody has to lateral. There's, you know that's just what, panic what, sets what, in. Just yeah, panic. panic sets in. And Jacoby Myers. I just want to know what was. Jacoby Myers thinking, like, what was Mac Jones going to actually do with the ball in his hands? I mean, ser- I, did we not see from the, the previous drive him try to run the read option and try to beat Max Crosby the corner and get chased down like a rabbit in the wild? I mean, it was it was terrible. And, and you know, to put the icing on the cake, of course, there's got to be one of those calls that has gone. I, I guess, and, and uh, our friend in the group chat put it this way. This is made up for all the 20 years of calls. That just this is just this year, you know. So, um, and I, I I know that, but God bless. I mean, the fact that this game got taken off of the Sunday night game, and we would have absolutely known, which really we did absolutely know. Everybody knows it was. There's just this stupid rule about we not 150% sure. We know it was out of bounds, but even so, it's just par for the course for this year's pass. Yeah, and the one week that you decide to bet against the Patriots, I, I cannot imagine the torture chamber. The torture chamber that you are in with kind trying to root for your pick for the show and then trying not to lose your mind that they just had the most embarrassing play since, I don't know, that Colts play where they tried to run the, the punter under center. Oh, it was, like, I feel like, I mean, it's like the worst. It was like, remember the Miracle Miami? Yeah, I, yeah, that's that's the easiest comparable, yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> this one's worse. Because yeah. at least, you know, I mean, that's a lateral for the other team that they're lateral. This is you're lateraling it to the other team. You know, I mean, that's just 
and it's Chandler Jones, former Pat McDaniels, all the Patriots just reunion here. Like it was gross. What was going through Mac's mind when he is last line of defense for just oh. Chandler Jones trying to <laughs> trying to run the fast break down the court and he's kind of getting the way. Well, what was a worse loss this week, Matt? The Patriots in that way, or the Colts blowing the largest lead in football history that up 33 nothing. I mean, just add it to Matt Ryan's record, huh? I mean, add it. Oh. We can we can mark we've got the worst blown Super Bowl in history, and we've got the worst blown regular season game <laughs> in history. Uh, I don't think they make the playoffs that he could do it in a, just a regular playoff format outside of the Super Bowl, but uh, that would be the trifecta to complete his career. Yeah, that one. I, I didn't even catch it until the start of the second half. I didn't get to sit down and watch that game until it was 33-0 and then just watch the Vikings slowly crawl back as the, they could, the Colts could do nothing on offense and just three-and-out punt, three-and-out punt turnover. It's just unbelievable game. Crazy, crazy. And and it, it could only have been the Vikings this year, right? I mean, the, the, the amount of luck that that team has had, plus the idea, you know, I'm sitting in the pool in Boca talking to a buddy of mine, I said, it's 33-21, and there's like eight minutes left in the game. I said, you know, a Vikings money line live might not be a bad idea, you know, just, just to see what it was. And I couldn't get one because Florida's not a legal state and um, couldn't find one anywhere else. And I, I just thought about that. And next thing I know, you know, I'm walking back to my hotel room and somebody tells me the game's time. I'm like, oh, my goodness gracious, what could have been. But, yeah, I mean, two of the craziest games – Giants, Commanders, another one. That's one that we actually got right um, with the Giants. So, I mean, uh, you, you talk about more referee calls and all the rest of it. I mean, that was a wild one, too. I was going to say, if you feel dirty about Vegas, I feel very dirty about getting a, a Giants win. They, they're, again, uh-huh. they're just just a couple wins this week that had feel like had no business happening. Obviously, everything that went on with the referees at the end of that game um, – the, the, the alignment call with Terry McLaurin, that one, that one is more, you know, obviously the, the PI and the end zone was really, really bad visual, but um, for, for, for people saying NFL rigged NFL fixed Terry McLaurin checking with the line judge multiple times to see if he was good. And then they call a flag on it. I don't, I mean, I don't know how you can, I don't know if they come out with a reasoning or a justification for how that could even happen, but Lou's got to be Lou's it did happen from ear to ear. Lou's smiling from ear to ear. He knew. He knew that, that was a great a example of, huh? Which which of these teams might have a big lawsuit going on, and maybe we don't want them <laughs> making the playoffs with a lot of eyeballs on them. Good maybe, point. Maybe we want this team to not make the playoffs. Uh, uh, yeah, you could you could you could build a narrative around it, Lou. You could build a narrative around it. What What are you saying? What you telling me? It's rigged. It's fixed after all these years. You guys have been telling me no, it's not. Oh, gee. Uh, real quick, the end of that Vikings game, I saw more flags than I've seen all season long. Mm-hmm. Just unnecessary calls that were phantom calls I have not seen. The end of the Giants game was absolutely ridiculous. And we have friends that are Giants fans that were talking smack. It's like, guys, take your win, shut the heck up, and get out of here, all right? There's no chance they should have yeah. won that game. That was ridiculous. No, no. Not in any way. And, and so it's just the way it goes sometimes. The wildest weekend I have seen in the NFL, really since last uh, divisional weekend. I yeah. mean, it, it, when you remember that and how crazy those games were, this was just a complete cluster, you know, just a complete yeah. cluster. 
Go ahead. I, I was going to say a, a couple. I just want to get my, my my one other winner I had that uh, yeah. shouldn't have been Chicago. Meaningless backdoor that yeah. really snuck in there as well. So that was, I mean, that's just, but that's what Chicago's been doing for us all year. Is oh, they're right. getting these spreads that are, they're over a touchdown. That's another Go one. Ahead. They they punted on like the 31 yard line. Oh, Chicago Bears. Yeah. What is that? Kick the field goal. Crazy weekend. That, that's that's great. Crazy. crazy things are happening. And yeah. then, and then uh, the last one was Bengals and Bucks. We said Lou, Lou sneaking out the bet that Aaron Avon, another one that 17 nothing. And Danny, I will say, that is one because you had said about missing the Vikings the day before. So I think I was wired in. As yeah. soon as it went 17, nothing Bengals. I, I, I sniped a little live line on Good that for one you. as well. Because it was just, I was sitting next to our buddy Roddy at the front. I go, they're going to score before. It, it was like right two, three, four minutes before halftime when they kicked their field goal to go 17, nothing. I was like, they're going to get this two scores by halftime. And then it's going to be like no business. You know what I mean? But obviously that second half was uh, Tom Brady could not. Maintain possession of the ball. The, the Buccaneers could not keep yeah. the ball in their possession. It was it was physically impossible for them in the second half to do that. So he, he said it was the first time that he had ever gone back to hand somebody the football and he just dropped it. And first time he's ever like high school, college, anytime. He's just he's a, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, that time. game was brutal. Yeah, that's what that's what Snoop was telling him on his podcast this past week. Hey, how about one more? How about the Jaguars? With a yeah. wild another comeback against Dallas, um, I look ahead spot Dallas that they had it in the bag. They stopped running the football, and Jacksonville gets a pick six in overtime. I mean, typically you know overtime is where dogs go to die, but those those jungle cats they 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 pulled one out and got a victory and covered the plus four and a half. Uh, just real quick, other ones: Steelers easy win against Carolina, never a doubt. Uh, we talked about Vegas. The one that we pushed on, I, I mean, how do Tannehill stayed in the game against against the Chargers in a game it seemed like nobody watched because it was so bad. It was 7-7 forever in that game, and nobody could nobody could kind of break the will, and the Chargers finally did. Chargers are coming up the pike. They got another win, two in a row against two current playoff teams. Ah, I don't know. Do they look good or are they just catching catching fire here? Well, I'd say it's just classic that they got to keep their hopes alive until the very last second and then oh. probably, you know, need a win in week 18 to make the playoffs. But, you know, I, I could just see that typical, typical Charger storyline working up where if, if only if if only they got in, they could have got hot. Yeah. But they, didn't make, but they didn't make the playoffs like they do every year. Yeah, no doubt about that. And then. Uh, my one loser, the Rams on Monday night, uh, which was gross anyway. Nobody yeah. cares. So uh, let us move forward. Let us move into our holiday season. This is our holiday season show. So this is a festivist show, a Hanukkah show, a Christmas show, a Kwanzaa show, whatever it is that you celebrate. We'll reference it up, baby, because that's what we do. We are uh, insufferable on this show. So let's begin. Matthew, I was a winner this week. I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick. Thank God. I, I'll say. I'll, I'll say thank God. I didn't want to go first this week. Okay, that's interesting because I mentioned it. We mentioned it before. It was a hard week to make picks. I don't like any of my games. I like one game. That's it. Okay. And really, I could be talked into the number two as well, but we have to go back to number five. And guess what? We just mentioned it. A lot of teams got screwed over last week. Um, typically the holiday season is where you want to go and 
and maybe make up with people. Maybe time to go right some wrongs this week. Uh, and I think it's time for the wrongs to be righted from last week for the Washington Commanders. I think they are due. And I think that the number that they are going into San Francisco with is just too dang high. Very, very unlucky last week. It's time to turn around. We'll take the Commanders plus seven. It will be a tough time moving the football on the San Francisco defense. We know that. But Washington's defense is the ability to slow down their offense. Brock Purdy, still on the injury report. For this game. I imagine he plays. But, but, long week off, sleepy week. Shanahan as a favorite. He's won as favorites this year. But I don't know if he's won as a favorite of this magnitude this year. Covering a seven point. I think he might have been in Seattle against Seattle the first time they played. But I don't know. The San Francisco offense has to deal with a Washington defense that's seventh in pressure rate. They're fourth and third down D. They're in the top 10 of yards per play. They're first in time of possession ahead of the only the 49ers, the only team better. And they're first in punts per play. So I think that this defense has actually played pretty admirably. They obviously got screwed on, on, a, on a couple of things. And I know that in the analytics world, the expected score was, you know, an easy Washington win last week, if not for some Giants, you know, luck factors involved. Does Chase Young return finally this week? He said he cut loose in practice on Wednesday. He was supposed to play before this last game. The coaches said, ah, we're going to hold you one more week. Dr. James Andrews, the whole nine yards. I think if he comes back this week, that could be a problem for Brock Purdy if he plays. Again, if he plays. Like we said, a snooze fest for San Francisco. And like it or not, Heineke, 11-4-1 against the spread in his last 16 games. Washington is 6-2-1 in their last nine. The over-under in this game. We're going to talk about maybe a couple of these. Another historic over-under. It's not as low as another game that, I don't know, maybe you'll have on the board here, but it's 37 and a half. For a team with you're getting 37 and a half, I'll ride that baby all night long. Last night, the numbers in terms of Vegas, 68% of the bets were on San Francisco. 68% of the money was on Washington. Let's right some wrongs this holiday season, Matthew. Let's go with the Washington Commanders. Plus seven. Actually, here are the updated numbers. 65% of the bets on San Francisco. 71% of the money on Washington. It's a pros, Joseph. I've ever seen one. Yeah, this one, this one, I was looking at it. I, it's probably, I would say, you know, we say this is our first one out, I would say, for me. Uh, what worries me here is, is, again, is that San Francisco defense. Uh, I, I agree. I think Washington, I think this could be definitely a, a low-scoring game on both sides. But uh, Taylor Heineke versus pressure this year has been has been pretty bad. His, his, his quarterback rating, um, his passer rating is, is much lower. PFF, uh, I was trying to find some updated numbers, but I have I've from from mid-October, or sorry, mid-November, uh, PFF ranked quarterbacks versus uh, passer grade under pressure. Taylor Heineke is 30th out of 32 quarterbacks, only ahead of Mac Jones and Zach Wilson, your guys' quarterbacks. Would you look at that? So, But he does have a 26.7 passer grade uh, under pressure, not very good. So I do again the number makes sense. Shanahan, Shanahan did cover as a big as a seven point favorite over like the past two or three weeks. It was one of those games. I remember us talking about it. I wanted to lay the seven. I didn't do it. And they did end up covering it. Uh I can't remember 
it was Carolina, maybe. I think it might have been Carolina yeah, game or something like that. Yeah. Um, but they did cover a seven number, but again, typically throughout Jay Hansker, it hasn't been. So um, I agree with you on that part. I just and again fade hitting the team that got absolutely screwed on a primetime game last week is, is another another good thing we like to do. But I just I worry about Heineke just getting teed off on by uh by the San Francisco defense. So I had to stay away. Well, they covered as nine and a half point favorites against Arizona. That's right. On the road. Um, and which is okay, fine. Arizona has no defense. They covered as a seven and a half point favorite against the Saints, but they won 13 nothing. So that was that. I, I I think that was maybe the Oh, that was the week I was on the Saints. That was brutal. Yes. That's... Yeah, that was brutal. And the and the Saints should have covered in that game. I think Washington's better than obviously both those teams. Um, I think this is a little, little bit inflated here. So I'm gonna go Washington as my Five golden rings pick. Uh, go ahead, Matthew, number five. Well, sometimes there's plays that we give you that are, you know, stat-based, trend-based. This one is just one of these one of these principles and practices that we follow. Of you just got to fade. You just got to fade public opinion. You just got to fade what the storyline is. And this one, you just got to go with your gut. As whole as this, we talked about some bad endings last week, and we said that your team might have had the worst in, and that's just when you got to come back and take the New England Patriots plus three and a half at home against Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals are rolling hot. Everybody thinks the Patriots are dead, including Dan. I'm sure. Uh, obviously, Matt Patricia calling the offense is a huge, huge problem, but. Uh, again, Cincinnati, got, you're kind of getting uh, the perfect kind of buy low, sell high, in my opinion, on this. The Patriots did outgain Vegas in that game. They were up in that game. Bad calls and bad playmaking decisions uh, led to them looking down. Meanwhile, the Cincinnati Bengals last week against the Buccaneers, like we said, they were outgained drastically on offense. The Buccaneers had 396 yards of offense. The Bengals had 237. So that's over 100 yards difference in in game. The Bengals also have a couple of injuries at their linebacking position and in their secondary. So their entire second level of their defense does have some banged up. And even uh, uh, Trey Hendrickson, his wrist, he might not play as well. So some D-line injuries as well. Uh, I know it's it's just super gross, but right now all of the money is on the Bengals because of, again, people seeing that last week. The Bengals are rolling. So naturally, just the public is going to come so heavy on the Bengals. They are getting 80% of tickets right now, the Cincinnati mm-hmm. Bengals, while the Patriots have 53% of the money. This is this is absolutely only a play that that professionals, and you're not even thinking about the teams playing in it, really. You are thinking about the number, the situation, the spot. Home dog plus three and a half late in the year. I'm going to take it, especially coming off of just the biggest, ugliest game. Uh, of all time last year. So give me the, give me the paths plus three and a half. Uh, I mean, okay. From a pure betting perspective. Yes, you are right. You should take that home dog. You should take the paths getting three at home in Gillette stadium. Um, but this is not the same old Patriots and you want to bet the narrative here. How about Joey B little Tom Brady beating actual Tom Brady and Tom Brady's former team back-to-back weeks on the road. I think that could be a bit the narrative. I'm not saying it, Lou, but could be. And could be. here's another thing. 
The only starting quarterback the Patriots have actually beat this year is Jared Goff. We are still in that mode. I get it. Last week was a complete disaster, but the Patriots were still bad on offense. They still screwed it up on the goal line. Got like no points out of throwing overthrowing John Smith. Myers and Thornton were horrific in pass routes. Horrific in pass routes. And even defensively, I mean, they got run all over and the Raiders just stopped running the football. I mean, I don't I, this is all you. This is an actually good team, like an actually good team that the Patriots are playing this week. God bless you. Merry Christmas. Got to got to be comfortable being uncomfortable. That's the only time when you're uncomfortable betting in the NFL. It's, it might be good. Uh, this is oh, I, a Belichick Christmas Eve just it, such it, bad press conference after the after this game. Or he's just gonna uh, have a good Christmas. Bye. Like that's all he's gonna be like. Bill, Bill gets to just have free reign on these guys. I mean, he has got to just be absolutely screaming his head off, getting in them to to get every little thing right. Come on, this is a, this is a Belichick week after some boneheaded stuff. Us, we're gonna get these guys juiced up. But again, I, I agree. The biggest thing that's gonna come down with this is is the offensive play calling and and how this offense can operate. I I think that they're gonna be capable of, of slowing this you know Bengals team down maybe. Maybe mixing it up a little bit. I mean, they are very oh. good, but uh, the offense has got to be able to do something. I, I hope you're right, but I, this is the whole season for the Patriots now. They, there's no more room. They, they have to win this game. Have to win this game. Have to go into Miami next week and win. That's And then that's it. You know, good luck in Buffalo. Uh, you're, a, you're a braver man than me, my friend. Let's move to number four. Oh, here we go. Um I like this one. I actually, you know what? Like, the more I thought about I probably could move this up to number three. But I kind of, like, the more I'm thinking about this game, I just got, you know, two quarterbacks in this game that just, you know, pull the sleigh. That's that's what they do. They could pull Santa's sleigh. That they carry the sack on their back down the chimney, right? That's what Justin Fields does for his team. And I am taking the Chicago Bears at home. In a very cold, bitter cold, very windy, messy game in Chicago on the grass field of Soldier Field. I like Justin Field. I like them eight and a half points they're getting. The Bills lines are continuing to be inflated. I screwed it up last week. I took the Bills minus seven against Miami. Shouldn't have done it. They did end up getting the win. But with the snowballs and all the rest, they don't got no snowballs to throw at teams this week. Um, I, I like the Bears here because Buffalo's defense got exposed interiorly by Miami's rush, rush game. And Mike McDaniels just stopped doing it in the second half. Not really sure why he did that, but Mostert was going off in the first half. That's all Chicago wants to do in this game. That's all they want to do. And here's a little secret. As I've said for three years, the Buffalo Bills – are not a good weather football team. They're not. There is a stat about the Bills and the Bears that they are the most, the two most profitable teams in sub-20 degree temperatures over the last few years, over the last 20 years, I think it is. The Bills have played in five games in that in that span. Five. They're four and one ATS in games under 20 degrees. It's going to be 11 degrees in this game. But here's the kicker. There's 40-mile-an-hour winds in this game. And Josh Allen's going to have to now overcompensate for what he's already overcompensating for. He has thrown balls high. He has thrown balls way too deep for his, for his, for his receivers. He had an excellent fourth quarter. 
excellent fourth quarter against the Dolphins uh, that that carried them. I mean, carried them to a victory. Good, very good, good for you. But I've seen Josh Allen play and win, and he overcompensates for his arm and for the win. Yes, they are profitable. They very much are. But here's an interesting thing too: the Bears have lost seven straight games. <laughs> like they got it at some point. It's not that like they're playing badly. Took the Eagles right to right to the brink there last week and, and really need an onside kick to get it done, but they got it. I think it's time for, for Fields to do like how Yukon Cornelius says, right? Mush, mush, carry that sleigh, number one. Time for Fields to do it. Give it to me. Justin Fields and the Bears plus eight and a half at home against the Bills in a windy, cold environment. Well, I mean, look, you don't gotta you don't got to tell me twice that you're giving me Justin Fields as over a, a touchdown dog here. Of course, we're going to take Justin Fields here. Like, I mean, like you said, the, the, the Chicago offense has been running the ball like crazy. They are the number one uh, rush. They're number one in, in, in rushing yards per game. They're number one in rushing uh, yards per rush. And they're just total rushing yards on the season. Like, they're, they're the ninth best rush offense DVOA. Uh, and, and then you hit the nail on the head as far as the Bills recently, just the line's been inflated. The Bills have been like seven-point favorites. Let's see if they've been uh, a seven-point favorite last week, nine-and-a-half the week before that, only three-and-a-half against the Patriots, nine-and-a-half before that, and eight before that. Like, these lines are massive, and they're one-six and one against the spread. Like, usually you see correction on that once you're getting these spreads, again, over, you know, over seven, eight points. And if you don't cover those back-to-back weeks – I think usually, I guess maybe it's just the public will get off them, but the public just loves betting on Buffalo. The, the, everybody loves betting on the Bills. Everybody's going to have the Bills and teasers like they do every single week, and they're just not covering games. They're one six and one against the spread. And like I said, I think now if we can look at the the tickets, uh, it is you know tickets are in favor of Chicago here, but there's even bigger difference in the money. Sixty three percent of the tickets on Chicago, ninety percent of the money. Uh, and again, this line has come down. It went. Uh, it was up at nine. It's at eight and a half. So I think a lot of that money probably coming in at Chicago at nine, but uh, happy to take the eight and a half here. Again, like you said, in a, in, in a low total game, 40 and a half, yeah. getting eight yeah. and a, getting, getting eight and a half, like just got to hang around and just got to have Justin Fields do something incredible, which he literally does every single week. Like you're like, Oh, we need a miracle. Like Justin Fields performs miracles on a weekly basis on, on the Chicago field. So uh, give me, give me Justin Fields. Uh, to form a Christmas miracle. This oh, very nice, very nice. Yeah, the 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 totals bouncing around anywhere from thirty nine and a half to forty and a half. Uh, I grabbed the nine early. Uh, hopefully, you did. There was a nine and a half out there for a while. Uh, if you can find it, keep going for it. But eight and a half seems to be the consensus. I love this pick. Okay, number three, Matt. The, you may not like this pick. I do, but you may not like it. It's not Christmas without a gift from the big guy in the red suit, right? It's not Christmas. Talking about Andy Reid. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. I love the – I like the Chiefs. I do. I like the Chiefs at home. Big number. Big number. Minus 10. But really, this doesn't have as much to do with the Chiefs as it does to do with the Seahawks. I think it's a get-right game for the Chiefs. They've played like dog crap against dog crap teams. Broncos – Barely escaped. Was up 27-0, but barely escaped that game. Texans to overtime. My God. I mean, thinking that the Texans could have beat them last week was awful. Now they get to come home. Now they get to have a game in their building 
It's going to be very cold, but the wind will be 10 mile an hour. I don't think it'll really affect the passing game. Both these teams like to pass it. The problem is the Seahawks have been terrible at passing it. And in the last couple of weeks, they've only been able really to run the football. I think the Chiefs are actually going to run the football more. Pacheco, McKinnon, Jarek McKinnon, I mean, has been insane the last couple of weeks. I mean, he's been he's been going crazy. Um, catching the football out of the backfield, I, I, they'll expose that. Um, look, the, the Seahawks are on the verge of doing something that they haven't done in almost 20 years. That's lose five straight against the spread. They haven't done that since 2003. 2003. They've also, I feel like Carroll's kind of lost control of his defense. They are like in a top 10 of all these categories. But in the last three weeks, Seahawks are 28th in turnover margin per game, and they're 30th in takeaways per game the last three weeks. They have just not gotten the turnovers they were getting earlier in the season. Other little examples here of, of, of you know, why I like the Chiefs. Seattle, 0-6 straight up with extended rest since 2021. Their last four games have gone 0-4 against the spread when they've had extended rest. That's brutal. Again, it's a long week. They're traveling out to Kansas City, a long trip in brutal conditions. No team also has broken teams this year like the San Francisco 49ers. That's who the Seahawks played last week. Teams this year, after playing the 49ers the week before, are 1-12 and 12 straight up. They are 3-9-1 and one against the spread. You just get beat up by that good defense and offensive line. It's a get-right game for Kansas City, but more of a continued slide for Seattle. Give me the big, jolly red man in the suit, Andy Reid, cooking it up in Kansas City. Minus 10, big number. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I, I did not have this on my radar as, as one of your picks this week. That is, that is very interesting. But again, mm. uh, I agree that it, Gino, the past few weeks, is not the Geno Smith that you know we were all falling in love with and saying maybe uh, again sometimes this happens happened with Ryan Tannehill a couple of years ago it's like maybe this guy has been in the league for like seven eight years and and everybody just missed on him like everybody who evaluates NFL talent just just forgot about this guy we just left him here so uh, I, he's turning back into again the Geno Smith we know and love from from previous years but uh, that is a big number to lay with Kate Casey. It is. No question. I think they need what they desperately need is they desperately need their defense to play better. And I think this is a good spot for them to do it just because, again, coming home, playing a team that's struggling offensively, um, you know, that secondary has gotten exposed by Russell Wilson and, and, and Davis Mills and the rest of it. I think it's a good chance this week for them, for Spagnuolo to, to cook some things up against them. And offensive line, remember, they still got two rookies as good as they played. They still got two rookies on that offensive line playing both tackles. Like, I think that they can get after Cross and Lucas a little bit and, and kind of expose them. This is a Spags game for Kansas City. I probably see it as more low scoring because Kansas City at home, especially with these big lines, have been going towards the under. But I could see this game going, I don't know, 24-12, 27-14, something along those lines where Kansas City kind of runs away with it. Yeah, no, I mean, absolutely. If anybody's capable of blowing out a game, it's them. All right, so on to my third. Well, let's just get into one of the big games of the week, shall we? Oh, boy. I know that we are, right now as we record Thursday morning, we don't know who the quarterback of one of these sides is going to be. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. 
because one of these teams is very good and one of these teams has a history of being choke artists, as we saw it a little bit last week. I will take Philadelphia Eagles plus four and a half at the Dallas Cowboys. Now, again, this line was crazy this week after the Hurts news started to spill out Monday. Uh, you know, I think, you know, the look ahead or basically like where it would open at was the Eagles were uh, favored, like minus one favored. Uh, Dallas uh, or, was favored. No, they, they favored yeah, Dallas was minus one and a half. It jumped all the way up to six, six and a half right after the Hurts news mm-hmm. came out, which is crazy. And right now we've settled in. Actually, it's not even four and a half. I'm seeing five right now for, yeah, for five. Philadelphia yeah. plus five. So, uh, and again, I think that we've, this is something we've done a lot this year where the, the sometimes the overcorrection on the line when switching from the starter to the backup. Now, obviously you are taking not just a conventional starter. This is Jalen Hurts having an MVP season downgrading now to Gardner Minshew, but Gardner Minshew started two games last year. He started a game against the Jets in the middle of the season when they were still fighting for playoff spot. And then he did start week 18 uh, when they, I think they were just out of it. I think they Hurts was hurt. Uh, and they kept him out of the game, the last game of the season last year, but performed well against the Jets. And again, I just think it's more so that it's not just Jalen Hurts. This isn't this isn't the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes, where he's the only thing that makes them go, and it's a huge downgrade. The Eagles are just a really, really good team all over the place. Like every side of the ball, we've talked about how deep they are and how how well built they are, and uh, the offensive and defensive line. And I just, I just think this is a spot for the Cowboys, especially now that they are five point favorites. That the Eagles just need one more to close this out, and I think that they could just do this right here. I think maybe this moment is, is going to feel really big for Dallas. Obviously, they beat them earlier this year. That was with Cooper Rush, but Dak hasn't been good. Dak's been horrible. He's thrown ten picks in his last seven games. That's and that's he's thrown one in at least one in six of the last seven. He hasn't thrown for over 300 yards this year, which I was shocked to see. Not wow. once, not once has he eclipsed 300 yards. Um, so again, I, obviously, it's because they have two great running backs. They've been running the ball a ton, but um, Dak's career against the spread uh, versus opponents below 500, he's exceptional. 24, 11, and two, hitting at 69 percent. Second best quarterback in that you know range of beating below 500 teams. Teams above 500. He's 15 and 24, 39%. He is 239th out of 246 quarterbacks since 2005 uh, facing teams above 500. Uh, Again, I just think that this is an overreaction in the line. I think we're getting points with Philadelphia here uh, because of Hertz being out. Well, again, potentially being out. If you put this in now, Hertz, Hertz could be. I do think they rested because, again, they do need to win just one out of the last three to, to lock everything up to lock up the division. So, but they are still trying to fight for that number one spot. So I, I could see him playing, but I could also see them saying it's not worth it this week. We just need one more win. Let's keep this, our, our MVP healthy for uh, trying to win a Super Bowl. But yeah, I think this is overcorrection. Uh, there is, I thought I was going to see a little bit of a different split though on the money and the tickets. So it does have me a little worried. 72% of the tickets on Philadelphia, 85% of the money. So that's just kind of everything going all one way, especially against like the most typically known, like, most bet team of the Dallas Cowboys is a very public team. So that has me a little bit worried, but I, I'm going to take the, the five points here with Philly. Well, I think it just comes down to trench warfare. Like that's what it comes down to. I mean, and as it does every year with this game, Dallas allows the least amount of sacks in football. Philly 
uh, I believe is either top three or top two in sacks. Dallas, I think, is still number one in sacks. Um, they're both top five pressure teams in terms of pressure rate on the D-line. It is about the Dallas O-line. Can they hold up against the Philly D-line? I, I think that – I honestly think – and we saw it the last time they played – the interior rush offense of Philadelphia, it, it got after uh, it got after Dallas. So Dallas went out, traded for Jonathan Hankins. They tried to get more interior offense, defensive linemen. I get it the last time they played. It sucks because, like, last time they played, Dak didn't play. This time they played, there's a chance that Hurts doesn't play. It's like we really want to see these two teams at full strength. And maybe that is the difference. I don't know. But I think it just comes down to Trent Warper. This is going to be a very, very, very exciting game. Um, that I do think, you know, I think you're on the right track because I do think Minshew uh, can come in and just manage the game. He doesn't have to do anything special. He just has to manage the game. And I, and to be honest with you, I probably think Philly probably has a chance of, I mean, maybe later in the show they'll be in on one of my parlay. I don't know. But I think that – you know, they could have a chance to do that. That's with such a big number with Philadelphia, with such a great team around it. And don't give me this crap about how Hurts isn't the MVP because he's got a great team around him. Like, that's just ridiculous. I mean, uh, Lou's smiling from ear to ear. I mean, he is – there are reasons to give him the MVP outside of that. Um, I don't know – I don't know how you can't give him the MVP right now, even if he does miss a game. I don't understand how you can't give him the MVP. I get Mahomes is leading all these categories, but – I mean, I, I digress, but I do think you're on the right track with this game. I, I think Philly's probably the right side. Okay. points in an NFC East matchup. I love it. I love it. Um, number two, you know, there are some bad boys out there that are on the naughty list. There really are. They are on the naughty list. Uh, and, you know, what do we give people that are on the naughty list, Matt? Uh, big old lump of coal. Big old lump of coal. Well, the only real place in this country with a big old lump of coal where a team actually plays, there's a lot of coal mines out in western Pennsylvania. And I think the Raiders are on my naughty list for what they did last week. I'm taking the Pittsburgh Steelers minus two and a half. Of course, we have to bet against the Raiders. After what happened? Are you kidding me? They got completely outplayed last week. Completely outplayed in the second half. They allowed Ramondre Stevenson alone 172 yards on the ground. The Patriots almost had 200 yards rushing in the second half. I mean, that's all the Steelers are going to do, too. The Steelers got Najee Harris back there. Granted, they don't have the greatest offensive line, but guess who's back? Mr. Pickett. He's starting this week. Thank the Lord. Because... First off, Trubisky stinks. I mean, I know they won that game last week against Carolina, but Trubisky just stinks. He's terrible. Pickett, I really like what they got going with him. By the way, here's a little stat for you. 11 of the last 15 games, the Las Vegas defense has allowed the over-completions prop to the opposing quarterback that they have faced. That was pretty interesting to me. We're giving out Cole. Usually this is when the Raiders are terrible because nobody – is worse on the road than Derek Carr. He has been terrible. Can we just say, I know, like, people, you know, right before that whole touchdown pass happened, I tweeted out about how bad Derek Carr is, and people tried to lambast it. I'm like, these people that are idiots, they're not even watching the game. 
Derek Carr missed about three or four wide open touchdown passes. Just flat out missed them. Overthrows, underthrows, flat out missed them. He was horrific. I am stunned at how bad Derek Carr was and how bad this Raiders team is. They're so talented. And, and they just have brain fart after brain fart. They're not a disciplined football team. Carr in his last nine games is two and seven straight up on the road. Since 2017, he is 19, 29, and one against the spread on the road. That's the worst mark in football. The worst quarterback in football on the road since 2017 is Derek Carr. Plus, Pittsburgh's got motivation here. They have to keep winning. If they do not win the next three games, it will break the 16-year streak of Mike Tomlin having non-losing records. So I think there's some motivation there for that. They stole one last week. They're on the naughty list. Black coal for the silver and black. And, again, it's a sharp play. 62% of bets are on the Vegas Raiders. 58% of money on the Steelers. I mean, the Steelers are just flat out the better team. I know Vegas is going to want to try and run the football, but we talked about that last week with Carolina. Nobody runs it on Pittsburgh. They just don't do it. Love the Steelers here, minus two and a half. Well, I love it too, Dan. This is we're at, we're at a gift exchange here, and oh, oh, oh look, oh, Danny, oh. Danny got me a pair of socks, and I hand Danny's get. Oh, look, Danny, I got Danny a pair of socks. Look, <laughs> we're just gonna we're just gonna have to mind meld this one and, and, and dish out some coal to the Raiders. I I, I absolutely agree with you, uh, and yeah, I, I think that the, the Mike Tom, like you said, if they can win out three in a row, they get to keep the streak alive of being an a, you know a winning season for Mike Tomlin. And since he has done that his entire career, why not bet on it? And I think as long as it's alive, I think there's a solid chance me and you're going to be back in it for the final three weeks of the season, because I mean, that is our guy. If there's a, there's a coach in the league that we like to bet on, it's Mike Tomlin. And, and we know how, how, you know, important that record is to him and keeping, keeping those numbers up. So uh, I absolutely agree. You said Raiders uh, absolutely horrible on the road. They've been brutal on the road. They get to, you know, after that craziness last week, they have to go now play and just bitter free. Like Pittsburgh, we're talking about, you know, there's weather all over the place. Uh, it's going to be pretty bad in some spots. Pittsburgh's got to be some of the worst of it. You got to think that's gonna, they're going to be getting this week with with the wind and the cold. They're saying it could be four, three, four degrees outside oh. for this Las Vegas, for this team coming from the desert. Uh, so I think that, again, I, I think the Steelers are just a tough, gritty team. And we've seen how bad the Raiders can be in so many spots this year. They're just soft and and really bad at closing out games unless they get every single call and bounce going their way, uh, as we saw last week. So, uh, yep, got to take the Steelers here. Got to punish the bad boys. It's also a night game, so it will be 10 degrees in Pittsburgh on Sunday. Uh, Christmas Saturday Eve night. night, right? Christmas there. Eve night, Saturday there. night, 10 degrees, 10 to 20 mile an hour winds. Gonna be having gonna be having our 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 apple pie or whatever whatever your Christmas dessert is, some roasted chestnuts uh, <laughs> at the at the end of the night over the fire uh, with with dream with the you know sugar plums dancing in our head. Oh uh, boy, Sam, you're gonna you're gonna be putting out the cookies and putting a little money in your pocket at the same yes. time. Yes, eating, eating Santa's milk and cookies while watching yeah. this game. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, number one, you know. There's been this trend. Have you ever seen this trend where um, where people want to give out, uh, like, you know, the, the 12 Days of Christmas, that song, yeah, yeah. right? You know, people give out all the things in the song, you know, nine ladies dancing, eight maids of milking. Um, 
I would like for Christmas this year, the last seven things. That's all I want because they're all birds. Seven swans of swimming, six geese of laying, except for the five golden rings, the four calling birds, the three French hens, the two turtle doves, and the eagles as my number one pick. I love the eagles here, man. I love them. You nailed it. Had to save that for one. Had to. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> eagles. Eagles plus five in Dallas. You're 100%. You're 100% right. I mean, the magic of Minshew and the magic of Christmas. I mean, that's just what it is. The power of the mustache. He's got to manage the game. You nailed it. They got to attack the Dallas secondary. That has mightily struggled. I mean, mightily struggled. They got the receivers to do that. I mean, A.J. Brown, Devontae, A.J. Brown's been an animal. And guess who comes back off IR this week? Here's your Christmas present. Dallas Goddard comes back. So that is a great thing for Philly. And Dallas's rush defense has sucked the last three weeks. You know, over the last three weeks, they're giving up 137 yards on the ground per game the last three weeks to Houston, to Jacksonville, to those teams. I mean, let's do it, man. Not just, you know, a little a little bit here on uh, the old money line. I got it at plus six. I think I got money line plus like 215. I, I, I just, I love this one, man. I, I think that this is a outright, this is a, the Eagles get to play the underdog finally. And they're going to expose it. I mean, what's better than that? They're going to expose Dallas. Dallas is mightily struggling. There are way more issues than you know. Love the Eagles plus five here. Hopefully you got a good number. Give me those birds on this Christmas season. I love it. I, I was surprised when I when you didn't hop right on with me before, but I am so happy you saved that song to the very end. That was that was absolutely fantastic. What a, what addition by DJC. Oh, I had to, I had to pull out the big guns this holiday season, Maddie. I need one more big gun. I need number one pick. This one I could have swore. I'm glad you you mind melded me with that one. I am very happy with that. I swore I thought we were going to have. I thought we were going to be top two mind meld with the same two picks because I thought. You were going to be all over this one because oh, I mean, the, I mean, the one quarterback on the other team is known as a bad man, but maybe he's maybe he's worked his way onto the naughty list. But there's been a quarterback that's been on. There's been a whole team that's been on your naughty list. That's been on your fraud list all year long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we're going to take the Green Bay Packers plus three and a half going into Miami, taking on the Dolphins. Um, I just. I, I think this matchup is is really good for Green Bay. Green Bay has been since week 10. Since, again, they started so poorly. and They're not out of the playoffs yet is the other thing, too, with this. Is, is there is they have motivation that things can fall the right way. Where, again, the teams they've only got to get by are Seahawks trending down. Lions, who are riding way too high right now and maybe, maybe dip towards the end of the season. There is a scenario that Green Bay makes in the playoffs here. There's also a scenario where Miami doesn't make it to the playoffs. Here. Oh, really? Uh, if if they if things fall apart, but uh, we have games in Miami, but also gonna just like every other game we talk about, gonna be cold, gonna be in like the 40s in Miami, so it's not gonna be uh, yeah craziness. I know. What? <laughs> You're like you just left Boca. No way. Yeah. I was at the Dolphins facility uh, for one of our practices, and it was like so hot, and we were indoors. So I mean. 
double check me on that. But again, it looks like temps are just down all over, you know, the, the entire wow. Eastern coast. Wow. So it, it's going to be cold. So, you know, that Miami does not like playing. I mean, as much as they played pretty well up in Buffalo, uh, we're able to score some points, but their defense, their defense is still so, so, so bad. Uh, and they blitz a ton. What do we know about Aaron Rodgers? destroys the blitz mm-hmm. good luck beating this guy with the blitz if you're going to be you know blitzing 56 percent of the time like miami likes to do uh christian watson since that he's come in very very good numbers against uh man coverage uh which again you're going to have against the blitz so i think that they'll be able to take some deep shots uh with watson and, and with dobbs and since week 10 this packers offense is is ranking second dvoa second offensively dvoa uh they are their past three games they are third and expected points per play. And they also, their passing defense has been playing really well. They are they are top five and and, and uh both opponents yards per game and, and yards per attempt. Uh and they defend the middle of the middle of the field particularly well, which is exactly what teams have done to slow this Miami offense down. Is you you shut those crossing routes down, you shut down the speed get gaining over the middle of the field. And you can really limit this Miami offense from, from going 100%. So I think that this matches up really well outside of, you know, just saying Miami's been ranked a little too high all year. Uh, obviously, they got a cover last week in Buffalo but and, and had a chance to win that game. But I think that this is a really good spot for Green Bay to come in uh, with all their chips on the table. They've got to just win out. They don't control their own destiny, but they all they can you know, control is, is winning every last game that they have an opportunity to. So give me Green Bay plus three and a half uh, against Miami. Um, well, you know, I only didn't put this game in because I thought that there was going to be the weather factor and the Green Bay going out of Miami. It's going to be hot. They're going to get exposed with the speed. And then I just looked at the weather. It's going to be 55 degrees and raining with 10 to 20 mile an hour winds in Miami. That's unheard of for South Florida. I love that. I love this game. I just locked it in. As you talked about it, plus four, I was able to get it with the money line. I love this game. This is the Miami slide. Let's do it. I, I, I would have put this in if I had done that. Unbelievable. That That's why you're here. You're number one. Miami's, look at me being the weather guy on the show, huh? Look at me knowing Maddie Dopplers. Look at you. That that That's a huge factor. That's the only reason I didn't put it in. I did not know that. I love this. Love it. So it'll go in my lanes, but mm. wink, wink, nod, nod. We're taking the money line. Um, speaking of lanes, let's hear it. I only have two, Matthew, but I want to hear from you first. Yeah, out of ones that we didn't mention already, um, like I said, I was right there with you on Washington. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought about taking Carolina plus two and a half because, again, I'm just I'm, – I, yeah. I, I hate to be the guy. I hate to be the guy, the only guy that's not having fun. Everybody loves the Lions, loves yeah, the Lions and betting the Lions. I know I'm being like, you know, party pooper over here, uh, being a real Scrooge. But, uh, I, I, you know, I'm thinking that Carolina plus two and a half would be a decent opportunity to, to, you know, maybe get off the lines. But the Lions have just been so good and rolling. And then again, the team that has been shadow bands, but they are in my leans just about every week. Houston <laughs> Texans plus four and a half against the Titans with who knows who knows who at quarterback. Uh, and again, right. And I'm just I'm just hoping again, we're all I think everybody in the NFL is any NFL fan is rooting for that week 18 game between Tennessee and Jacksonville to be. Whoever wins that game makes the playoffs uh, because, again, who who doesn't love you know a Week 18 game that actually has some meaning? Well, it'll be that game on Sunday night, or it'll be maybe the Jets and the Dolphins on for, for a playoff spot on Monday on Sunday awesome. night football. 
week 18 in MetLife, right? That game? Yeah. The other in the other game that could be is Ravens and Bengals for the division. Not as much because they're both most likely going to be in the playoffs, but it will be for the division, potentially. I, I would much rather see the Jets and the Dolphins. I want to see the, the Dolphins crash and burn. And I and and it would be great for Lewis. Uh the only reason I might venture on taking Carolina though, Matt, I know everybody just hit their overprop for the Lions six and a half. I took an alternate prop, Lions over seven and a half. And I think it was like plus 240 or something like that. Um, so I am heavy, heavy rooting for the Lions this week to hit that. That would have been a gold pick. I mean, can you imagine sitting here at one and six and not cashing that out and just being like, all right, well, that's dead. And now it has a chance to hit. I mean, that that would be incredible. I'm very happy about that one. So I do like Carolina maybe to just hedge it out, but that would be my only uh, option. I do like the Giants. They got screwed out of a game. Or I'm sorry, they didn't get screwed out of a game. They got a lot of calls last week, but Minnesota, I mean, two real lucky teams. And Minnesota has been the much luckier of the two. Um, but I think the Giants on the road in a in a kind of sleepy spot against against the Vikings, uh, I, I would venture on taking them. Uh, this is gross and nobody's going to watch it, but I'll take a home dog. I'll take the Rams again, back-to-back weeks against your Broncos. I'm sorry. Oh, don't, nobody's going to watch even, it. I see. It's, it's you you can bet it. You can bet it, but don't watch it. That's it's, just, yeah. Come on. I'll be watching basketball with Lewis. Yeah, that's it, basketball. It's so funny how how poorly even the NFL can't predict their own teams. When they set this Chris Day lineup, they were like, "Ooh, oh, Chef's Kiss masterpiece. These are going to be great for the whole family." Like, these games stink on Christmas Day. These games are absolutely horrible. I said the first one again. The first one I think is is Green Bay and Miami, right? That's yeah, the, that's, that's the early game one. on Christmas Day. Like that, you get that in. And yeah, definitely. I know Lou's gonna have the NBA on the rest of the day. Yeah, probably, actually, he's not. He's gonna have the NBA on the whole day. Uh, I'm not. <laughs> who's who are the Knicks playing? I, I think the Knicks play at the same time as that game. So yeah, that, that's a wash now. The Warriors. The Knicks got the Warriors. Yeah. Wow, you gotta watch that. Yeah. Is that an MSG? Yeah, of course it is. No, yeah. no, yeah, no Steph though really takes the air out of the takes the takes the little no. air out of the room. In fact, it's in Golden State. I'm pretty sure it's in Golden State. Oh, it is. Well, I mean, either way, I think that that's a, a a terrible lineup. You're right. Broncos, Rams, and then Trace McSorley versus Tom Brady. Good luck with that one on uh, on Sunday night. Uh, let's go to the specials. Under the weather. I mentioned it before. I mentioned it again. I like this one better. There's a historic one. It's Cleveland and the Saints. Currently are listed, I think, at 31.5 or 32.5. It's one of the lowest totals of the last like, half century. So that's a really low one. But I like the Bears uh, at home against the Bills. The weather, like we said, gusts of up to 40 miles an hour in Chicago. It will be sub 10 degrees. And and the wind chill, I can't even imagine. The wind chill, I think, is minus five. So with Buffalo in that building, Buffalo, not a weather team. Chicago, going to want to run the football. You're getting 40 and a half. Uh, that's a like you know reasonable number. Um I like it. 40 and a half the under in Chicago and Buffalo in the Windy City. Okay. Uh, again, we have continued to just not hit. Uh, Ravens let us down this week on Saturday when they lost to Cleveland, only mastered three lousy points. Uh, we did get Jacksonville. That would have been amazing if we had had, you know, like, you know, another dog and one on on uh, on Saturday and got, we had that Jaguar running. That would have been amazing. Do we have something for Christmas this year? Yeah, uh, Maddie, I think the people deserve it this year. 
Look, I've been a good boy. I deserve it. Okay. I've been, I've been a very good oh, boy yeah. this year saying, okay, let's, let's give you a money line parlay on Christmas day. And again, I think that we just mentioned, I think we've got to have one on Christmas day. I'm going to wake up. It's not quite the morning, but it's the first game of the day. We will put the green Bay Packers in there against Miami. We've got to do it. I think. Uh, and then again, I think, like you said, we're going to pair up our, our other mile that we like. We're going to take my number one pick. We're going to take your number one pick. We've done this before. Put them with the Eagles. Uh, right now, the Eagles, he said, if you got 215, that's great. Eagles are down to plus 190 at this current part uh, point. And Packers are plus 162. That gets us plus 660 on the Moneyline Parlay. We just, we need it. We need we need it in the worst so way possible. We'll have, like I said, that, that Eagles, the Eagles-Cowboys game is positioned perfectly on Christmas Eve. Four o'clock, only two four o'clock games, uh, right as the roast is coming out of the oven. Because maybe maybe, maybe halftime the roast is coming out of the oven. You can get a little food, and then, like I said, you're settling in for the second half. It's perfect timing. So we're gonna have that lovely right before right before the grab bag on Christmas Eve. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna watch the Eagles Cowboys, and then we're gonna wake up and have mimosas on Christmas Day, mm. and hopefully watch the the Packers win. Mimosas from Miami, but we're wearing cheese heads. We're getting a cheese board out for a little bit there. I love that. So Packers and Eagles, but you have to put the Eagles in here. I mean, you're getting yeah, way too, too many much points. value. You get free yeah. points. Way too many points. I was venturing on seeing maybe if you know you take a stab at the Bears and just say, hey, they've lost seven straight. They're playing the Bills. It, it could the weather could mess it up. Yeah, you never know. I, I think yeah, I, I think there's a solid chance I will have a a, a sprinkle on there by themselves as they are plus three twenty. Yeah. So that's quite a, you know it's quite sweet enough for me just to take them uh, flying solo on that one. Love it. Love it. Okay. Let's bet the narrative. Let's find it again, Lewis. You got it again last week. Let's keep the train on moving. What is our Christmas narrative? Sprinkle a little snowflakes on me. Well, Merry Chrysler, my friend. I've got two for you this week, and you talked me into a believer for one of them, okay? You said it at the top of the show. Joe Burrow. Beating Tom Brady last week. Beating the Pats this week. I mean, it, it, you nailed it right on the head. I, I don't even have to give you the other one. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> it mm-hmm. makes the best sense in the world. I'm sorry about your Patriots. Um, but like you said, Joe Burrow, he's he's incredible. And in a, in a different universe, he's MVP this year. It's the same with Mahomes. It's like those it, it's it's incredible when you look at the amount of talent we have in the league right now. And that you have to say that those two guys are just not the MVP. Like, they, there's no chance they'll win because Hurts is playing out of his mind. And the Eagles are the best team in football. Cincinnati, uh, I got minus three. Uh, I don't know what you guys had it at, but I got minus three. Yeah, minus three. Yeah, that's uh, And then uh, they got royally screwed last week. Absolutely. Against the luckiest team in the league. You keep calling them. Uh, and they got a new quarterback. Big boy yeah. Nick. Yeah, they got big boy Nick coming to town. Old Saint Nick. Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, old Saint Nick on Christmas. Uh, <laughs> minus five. I got a, I see minus four and a half, minus five, or plus five. Sorry, what am I plus saying? Five. Yeah, yeah, so no, plus we'll five. I was saying. Yeah, my bad, my bad. No, against my the Chargers. Bad. Against the Chargers. And they're home Monday night. We're going to have to wait a little bit for it, but a little late Christmas present for you. Indianapolis Colts, plus five. That's your bet the narrative. Yeah, Lou, I love that one. I honestly like I, I had that. I, I, we even talk about it in our lead stand. Is that is that a lean for you? I mean, again, I, I, I was so close to putting that in. I think kind of I, 
I had that. And then when you went on Pittsburgh, I, I was almost going Indy, but I said Pittsburgh and Indy were right there for me. So, but again, we have the team that we love to bet on that, you know, as bet against them as a favorite. Yeah. The, the, the Chargers, the Chargers as a favorite, or is the Chargers as underdogs, 11 and six against the spread and mm-hmm. Justin Herbert as a favorite, 13, 15, one. I mean, it's just like, it's the perfect situation. What also what kept me off is them, Jonathan Taylor, I on the that injury was, report. So yeah, yeah it, it's you got to be, you know, a team that only wants to run the ball in, in Indianapolis versus a team that we know can't stop the freaking run in the Chargers. So, but I agree. Yeah, I, I, that happened too as well. I, I looked up Jonathan Taylor on the IR. It's like, all right, let's, we'll, we switched, we pivoted to Pittsburgh, but I love that pick. With Foles in the lineup, it's probably one of those, hey, throw the Colts in that money line round Robin. And, yeah, and, for sure. Yeah, definitely do that. I think at, at, at right now, thinking about it, Colts, I do like the Bears a lot. I, I, th- I think they'll be in Eagles, uh, Packers, as you mentioned. Maybe the Giants, uh, a possibility there that I might might throw them in. But uh, yeah, I know I, I agree. I think that this is a this is a solid spot here. And um, you know, Monday night, Jeff Monday. All right, we can we can deal with Jeff Monday. Really can't Saturday can't can't do it on Saturday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You used to be, used to be doing the you used to, was doing the Monday night football you know pregame show and uh, yeah. and now he's doing the pregame interview. Yeah, yeah. it's wow. an ESPN spot. He's an ESPN guy. ESPN guy yeah, didn't work out so well. Didn't work out so well against the Steelers the last time they were on Monday night. But I think this might be this might be a little better against the Chargers. Um, that's it. And that's all, guys. Merry Christmas to you. We'll see you uh, hopefully next week up in up in uh, up in the Northeast. Trying to make my way up there on the 26th. So uh, enjoy it, guys. Oh, Merry Christmas to us. Yeah. yeah. Everybody have a happy holidays. Thank you for listening, as always. Lewis, Godspeed, my friend. It's all love, and hopefully the Jets make it interesting this week. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Hey, drive safe. No more doing 160 on the way up to uh, New England, okay? No, no. We got precious cargo now. We got precious cargo now. Uh, 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 yeah. See how that works? Um, thank you to all of you. A Merry Christmas to you. And you are our Christmas present because you listen to this show. We will see you next week. It is week 17. The playoffs are coming. The playoffs are coming. Uh, we're riding in to January to 2023 as this show is, I guess, the second to last show uh, where we will have a 2022 show. So, I mean, January 1st is next Sunday after this Christmas. So one more for the road, 2022. You've been real. And thank you for listening all season long. Follow us on Twitter at the Sunday card. Maddie, one more time, baby. Let's ride on Dasher, on Dancer, on Prancer, on Vixen, on Comet, on Cupid, on Donner, on Blitzen. Almost pulled that last one. Let's ride. We, we recall the most famous reindeer of all, Russell Wilson. We'll <laughs> see you next week, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening to the Sunday Card. The Sunday Card podcast is co-hosted and directed by Dan Zampano, co-hosted by Matt Silbreth, and produced by Lou Paracone. You can listen to the Sunday Card on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also listen to us on Sports Country Radio at sportscountry.net at 11 a.m., 3 p.m., and 5 p.m. on Saturdays, and again at 11.30 a.m. on Sundays. Follow us on Twitter for all of our picks throughout the regular season, 
at the Sunday card. And remember, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-GAMBLER.